You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Oh, we're live? Jeez, Chris, not even letting me know that we are live. Okay, everybody. Like I said, scoreboard watching. Scoreboard watching. Those charges, we want them to win the football game. They're down by one right now. But let's talk about this Giants game here, Chris. A 27 to 10 victory for the New York Giants. The Giants were up 24 to nothing. We saw a combination, Chris, of the Giants just hitting explosive plays off the cannon that is attached to the torso of Tyrod Taylor. We saw Wink Martindale <laughs> go into his bag and just bring blitz after blitz. We saw 2021 Xavier McKinney, a two interception game. We saw pressure. We saw the Eagles struggling. We saw no smile on Nick Sirianni's face. None of that smug look that we saw last year. And for the first time in what, five games now, the Giants defeated the Philadelphia Eagles in a game that could have been very consequential for them if Washington could have held up their end of the bargain, but that didn't happen. Philly ended up pulling Jalen Hurts after his finger looked like it got torn off. AJ Brown got injured. Philadelphia was getting beat up and the Giants just put the smack down on him. And that was one way to end a terrible season. 2023 was terrible for the New York Giants. And I got to say, even though this could affect the Giants negatively regarding draft position by one or two picks, it's not it's not like the three-game winning streak that happened a couple weeks ago, Chris. But even though it could affect it a little bit, this felt good. So I'm going to revel in it right now. Uh, you know, personally, the for me, I'm not going to revel all that much because, A, got to turn the page pretty damn quick because um, it's draft season now. Buzzkill. What a buzzkill. But also, right for me, if, if, if the Giants are going to beat the Eagles, I want to see them beat the Eagles at their best. Not pulling their starters, not you know, missing Devonta Smith and uh, DeAndre Swift and Darius Slay. Yeah, I remember when I first started writing about the Giants, the motto was respect all, fear none. You know, we wanted to see the other teams at their best and see the Giants beat them at their absolute best. You didn't want to beat a team that was just hurting and giving up before halftime. Yeah, I want to see the Giants go into Philly when the Eagles have a top five offense, a top five defense, and have the division crown be on the line and then see the Giants go go ahead and beat them then. You know, right now it was nice. It was nice to see Sterling Shepard have a good good get a good day, a good game. It was great to see Tyrod Taylor go out there and ball out in a way that we have seen from him, but we haven't really seen from a Giants quarterback in what five seven years something like that yeah that was great but the win itself is i wanted to mean something you ever hear of baby steps chris you ever hear of anything like that this is the nfl there aren't time for baby steps Oh, there's always time for baby steps when you're the New York Giants and you're as pathetic as the New York Giants have been over the last decade plus so i I'm going to revel in this small victory. 
again, especially if it doesn't affect the Giants too much in the draft order, which the Giants, the lowest they could have picked heading into this game was six. And Chris, I'm expecting you to keep up with what's going on with the Chargers right now. We need them to get in the field goal range. We need Cameron Dicker to kick a 57-yard field goal to win the football game. That's what we need because just to jump up one more pick. But hey, man, there was a lot of good takeaways from this game. I don't want to take much away from the Giants. Yeah, Philadelphia benched their starters because they were getting their asses kicked. It was 24 to nothing. And this is a game that Philadelphia needed. When, when have the Giants been on this end? Like I was sitting on my couch like, dude, how many games have I... How many games have I experienced like this recently where it's the third quarter and the announcers are kind of going into their conversational bag and pulling out a bunch of like tidbits that they were only going to use if it was a blowout, but I'm actually on this end of the blowout instead of sitting there pouring whiskey or whatever, being like, wow, we suck again. Like, you know, so I'm, you know, I'm about this. I'm about this little victory right here. So we're on two separate ends of the spectrum, but that's all good because we do have to turn the page to the... 2024 NFL draft, which I'm looking forward to because the Giants are going to have, because they are the New York Giants in this era, another top 10 pick. And we're waiting to see if it is the fifth pick or the sixth pick. But dude, Xavier McKinney balled out in this game. There's there's some there's some big things to talk about. This could have been the last football game, Chris, that we've seen in Giants uniform from Saquon Barkley, from Sterling Shepard, from Xavier McKinney, from a couple different guys. So where do you want to start? Oh, and we do have an update. The uh, Chargers are going to lose. It, there's 13 seconds left in the game. Chiefs are up by one. So the Giants will have the sixth overall pick. Sixth overall pick for the New York yeah. football Giants. So I suppose we probably should start with the Giants defense because they really have been other than Tyrod Taylor, which we have to talk about. And I... I have to wonder why the Giants didn't have a quarterback competition last year in camp. Just looking at how Tyrod has played when he's gotten the opportunity. Yeah, that we could be having a completely different conversation about the Giants right now if there was an open quarterback competition. But let's let's go with the defense right now. The Giants defense has basically carried them through the last half of the season. The last six games or so have been all wink. All of the defense, you know, they have been, they've played fast. They've played hard. They have been incredibly opportunistic and they have also set themselves up for those opportunities. Like opposing teams have made some, we'll say, mystifying decisions at times. But part of that is because of the pressure that Wink schemes, the post snap rotations and his coverages, you know, all of the things he does to create looks, to put opposing teams in position to make mistakes. And the Giants have capitalized on that so much at the end of this year. Like after every game, we we said like, this isn't sustainable. This isn't a sustainable way to play defense, but they have sustained it. I'm not sure if I would count on that going forward. It's like the Giants have to make a decision about Xavier McKinney. They have to make decisions about Adoree Jackson. They have to get more up front. You know, they need to get more depth at the edge position. I don't know if they have to get too much at the linebacker or defensive tackle positions, although another defensive tackle to go with you know, Dexter Lawrence and then DJ Davidson, Jordan Riley, those guys are, you know, I would say kind of late round hits for Joe Shane. But the Giants do have to 
make decisions in their secondary, which is big for a Wink Martindale defense. Yes, and we don't even know what's going on with Wink Martindale. We'll have to wait and see. We'll be covering that over at Big Blue View. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Xavier McKinney, he is a budding star. He's still only 24 years old. The versatility that that he has, I would love to see that player retained. Because I think the upside of Xavier McKinney far surpasses anything that the New York Giants have on the roster playing at the safety position. That includes Jason Pinnock, who did not play in this game. We saw Dane Belton. Dane Belton, uh, I think he had a sack in this game. He, he had an impact, but there were two plays on like deep horizontal crosses where Dane Belton had a beat on the cross and was supposed to tackle the guy, but just bounced off. Needs to secure those tackles. That was a problem with him dating back to his time at Iowa. So a little bit of issues on that on that front, but I loved the game plan from Wink Martindale. Just bring the pressure. It was a pressure, different pressure, crowding the line of scrimmage with seven guys the entire game, just harassing the hell out of Jalen Hurts and making it very difficult for him. And I love the energy that the New York Giants were playing with. They were motivated. This is a 5-11 team heading into this game against a divisional opponent that has owned you. And the Giants stepped up. They rang and answered the bell all in the same motion. So I was happy to see that from the defensive side. But um, on the offensive side too, bro, Wondell Robinson just just is, uh, to me, a really special type of player for this offense moving forward. Going into now what is going to be his third year, seeing him early in this game get hit on the corner route, get hit on that uh, quick slant route, which was just blown coverage. Like the Philadelphia Eagles defense is pathetic, by the way. But Tyrod was tearing it up, and I just loved watching Wandale Robinson and Darius Slayton when they got the football in their hands. You could see the uh, athletic ability. I wish we just got to see more of that on display this season. Yeah, the, Wandale is going to be he, – he might not be a like an alpha like we've talked about a lot, the Giants do need to get that alpha receiver, but he can be a key play, a key piece for this offense because of what he does in run after catch. And we know Mike Kafka is great at scheming space, scheming separation, scheming those run after catch opportunities for his players. And Wandale is the perfect player to really take the mantle of slot weapon from Sterling Shepard, who took it from Victor Cruz, who took it from Steve Smith, and just be that next great giant slot receiver and just benefit and execute from those schemes just consistently. Yeah, I I would love to see the Giants make use of him the way the Seattle Seahawks have made use of Tyler Lockett in the past, the way that the 49ers use all of their run after catch weapons. Like he might not be stretching the field, 
but his quickness and ability as a runner, his contact balance, his vision, all of those things are very impressive. And I think he's in a good situation to make use of it. So let's go to this uh, elephant that's in the room, right? The Philadelphia Eagles defense is not good. We know that we've addressed that, (laughs) but we've seen a lot of Tyrod Taylor. And I know you brought this up a little bit earlier. Tyrod Taylor makes throws that we have not seen from a Giants quarterback in quite a while. And I think that's a, just a, a um, easy way to put it. And in this game, it was on display. It's not just the penchant to throw it deep and the proclivity to target outside the numbers from the pocket, but it is his ability to keep his eyes downfield while having the spatial awareness to maneuver the pocket to allow those wide receivers to get open. And we've seen this several times this year. We saw big plays this season. I'm excited to get into the all 22 to see how some of these wide receivers uncovered, but there is a lot of meat on the bone for Tyrod Taylor. And he eats that meat, bro. He chews that meat and he finds it. And he is able to really take advantage of some of these secondaries that may not be that great, but you know what, man, I just love his ability to, to uh, attack vertically and to use every inch of the field. Yes, absolutely. And that, that opens up the offense completely because, you know, with, we saw this in week one, you know, that very first interception of the season when Saquon Barkley leaked out the entire Dallas defense knew what was going, what was coming. And Stephen Diggs came flying downhill. Oh, sorry. Ah. Trevin Diggs. Yeah. I, I got my Diggs brothers confused for a second, but Trevin Diggs came flying downhill, hit Barkley, knocked the ball up had that pick right there, just served it up. With Tyrod, there is no guarantee that the short pass is coming. He can let it rip and use that beautiful deep ball of his at any point, and that really forces the defense to defend the whole field. They have to defend the boundary and the field side. They have to defend deep. They have to defend 20 yards downfield. They have to... Their secondary cannot let a Giants receiver get behind him. Otherwise, Tyrod will launch that ball. And that le- that keeps the defense from playing downhill. You know, the, the Giants offensive line needs work. It needs help. We acknowledge this. But Tyrod's sack rate is six points lower than Daniel Jones with the same offensive line. Like, yeah, you know, there was that game against Washington where he had the oops all guards offensive line and it was his sack rate is what almost seven points better than Tommy DeVito's so it it, just the difference that Tyrod made back there for the Giants his pocket presence his feel his athleticism his arm it it just that's one of the things we kind of have to talk about as this offseason progresses and just how much different the Giants offense looks and how much better their skill position players play with him back there, especially since Tyrod is a free agent and I don't know if he's going to be back next year. He may have other teams that are looking at him, but if I'm also Tyrod Taylor, he's said, according to the, uh, the game today, that this is like the closest environment he's ever been in. Like he, him and the players, they're, they're very close. He knows that the starting quarterback's coming off of a torn ACL. I don't know if he's going to want to come back to the Giants if there's another opportunity and Daniel Jones is guaranteed to start when he is healthy. Maybe Tyrod Taylor wants to compete. I think he's earned that right to compete. 
because Tyrod Taylor at this point, man, he uh, he's slinging it all around the field. And he, this is a, what second game that he started with the Giants almost had 500 yards total offense. Like that's, that's an insane number to get close to. The Giants don't usually get close to that. They had what 415 total yards. The defense forced four turnovers in this game. And it was 297 passing yards. I think on the telecast, he said he had 300 yards passing, but 297, maybe they had a, a pass that w- went uh, behind the line of scrimmage. But Chris, do you have anything else before we get out of here? Yeah, uh, just on that passing total, um, it the change was in the Sterling Shepard. They ruled that a lateral and not a not forward sure. pass. So that knocked a little bit off. But yeah, if a team like the Denver Broncos or you know, maybe the New England Patriots or Washington Commanders or the Atlanta Falcons, if one of those teams comes calling where there is a legitimate shot at being a starting quarterback, if I'm Tyrod, I am picking up that phone and I'm talking to them because he definitely has the goods to be a starting quarterback. We have seen that. And if you can land in a position on a team that has weapons to throw to, like yes sorry (laughs) just over here looking at tankathon but yeah like the falcons with kyle pitts and uh oh the receiver they picked up from usc drake london drake london like he could make that team better than they are and i i don't think that's an opportunity he could pass up even with the closeness of the Giants locker room. And I think that's something else that, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the Giants coaches, particularly the coordinators, uh, Wink and Kafka, less so about Brian Dayball. But Dabs has kept the locker room together in a season where we have seen it, seen this locker room fall apart under other coaches. We saw, saw it happen three years, every other year for like six years. So it's that I think is a testament to the coaches. And at this point last year, I listed the Giants coaches as their greatest strength. I think that is still true. I agree. Yeah. The coaching staff is, and we'll have to see, cause there's going to be change, whether it's the coordinators, whether it's both coordinators, maybe it's neither coordinators it's going to be positional coaching changes. I'm sure a lot of giant fans will welcome, but we'll have to wait and see. I'm excited to cover it all, but this was in my opinion, and in many people's opinions, other than sourpuss Chris over here, uh, a good way to end the season for the New York Giants. A what was it, twenty-seven to ten victory, a commanding victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. Chris, any last word before we get out of here, buddy? Nope. Uh, just onto the draft, and it, it it's going to be a busy one. It's going to be an interesting one. It's going to be a fun one. I, I'm excited to cover this draft. But thank you everyone for tuning into the Chris and Nick show here on Big Blue View Radio. Please, if you have not done so already, head on over to BigBlueView.com and check out all of our written content. Thank you, everyone, and have a lovely day.